Yes, yes. Welcome to another episode of Views from the Box. Nana, what are you saying? Good man. Around a week of three points. Good games this weekend. A lot to digest. Now you 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 guys have started off well. We'll get to you guys, but you guys have definitely started off well. Let's but let's start at the bridge, bro. Like what from a neutral perspective, what a game of football. And Yeli had everything. We didn't have the sending off that we probably should have, but we had drama and we had beef. Should have, yeah. This is like from a neutral perspective. This is what you want in a big game, and it's been a while since we've had a big game like this. Yeah, Spurs lucky to leave a point though. Chelsea, you need to be clinical, man. And it seems like they're hell bent on signing players who are not conducive to winning games because they're targeting Alba, but Alba can finish, but he can barely move anymore. And two, he kills their their technical security in border, so it makes it harder. And it means that they just have to rely on crosses from Rich James and Cucurella, but cutbacks more per se, yeah. More importantly, cutbacks. You just be cutbacks. Alba can't handle can't handle a ball to save his life. Nah, nah, nah. Fair enough. Chelsea definitely should have won that game. They dominated Spurs. It's probably the best I've seen Chelsea play since the Madrid game. And to be fair, yeah. those they played a similar system. Maybe I was clowning it in the in the group chat, but with Reese James and Loftus Cheek on the right, that that was causing Spurs havoc. But like we said last right. season, if, if I'm correct, Chelsea, Chelsea's front three need to improve. Because that that's that's the reason why they're not clinical. Ha- Havertz had a brilliant chance, didn't score. Mason Mount for Starting all the work that Mason Mount for all the work that he does, he's not a threat in the final third consistently. And then Sterling too had a brilliant chance. So the front three they need to fix up. And I don't think Alba again solves the issue. I feel like they should either trust Broha or get an elite forward like an Nkuku. Well, not elite, but like an elite prospect, not an Alba. Even, even Nkuku. Even in Cuckoo, yeah, wouldn't be conducive to what Chelsea want to do. Remember, Bundesliga tax is heavy, man. Like, it, no, no, but no, Bundesliga tax is heavy. But the thing is, he's a speedy, direct player. Mm. Anyway, if anything, the, the Mars would just go grab Osterman if they really want to do a big signing, just spend the 80 million. He, he would guarantee them 15 league goals. Powerhouse can cross, um, can attack walls at the uh, front post. Yeah, great, great in behind. Knows that's as good at ring cup play, but then again, that's what they have in Broa. So they have options, but Alba is not conducive at all. What I would say about Chelsea, apart from them being clinical on the front three, they were actually quite brilliant today. Jorginho yeah, and Kante were brilliant. They dominated Benton and Hoiberg. Reese James had a fantastic game. Um, Cucurella looks like he's slotting in. Like seamlessly, Koulibaly and Thiago Silva assured. Like it was a very, very solid performance from the midfielders and the defenders, and they really did not deserve to draw that game. Spurs really got away with it. Even though I'm happy that they drew, because I like Antonio Conte, they really got lucky, and they need to buck up that ideas because they can't go into away games playing like that, away big games playing like yeah. that. Yeah, so especially uh, the freak helped them as well because that corner. Should have been blown for a foul because Romero pulling Kukurela's hair like it's some bad B. Like when's that, like VAR looked at it and said, "Play on." Like seriously, I think the usage so, so the, the, the usage of VAR is very poor because like with VAR, I think VAR could have only interfered with the decision if um, it was the other way around. Because there's a lot of times where 
you look at a replay for like a goal kick, but it's actually a corner. For that replay, Var can look at that and actually tell the ref, no, it's a corner, but that never happened. So even though it was a clear fire, I feel like the way VAR is implemented is shite, bro. Like, it's crazy that Anthony Taylor saw it right in front of him. No, no one was blocking him, but he ignored it. So, so players are allowed to pull the, each other's hair now on, on the pitch, like, like, like some part of their body. Like, the, the way the, they certain players get away with bullshit in this league, it's disgusting. Like, Romel should got something for last week for, for this special tackle, and today he gets away with it again because there's this aggressive reputation instead of being a reckless twat. Absolute piss take. Wait, wait, what do you, what do you have against Kuti, bro? Kuti is wavy. Uh, he's overrated, man. That's very nah, rash. Nah, nah, nah. No, definitely ain't overrated. He's a, he's a solid centre-back. Solid so, centre-back. So, 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 top two in the league shouts here are Balladier yeah? from Spurs fans. Well, me personally, I haven't seen any of that on my TR. I wouldn't put him top two. But he's definitely, he's definitely in the table amongst the top. Definitely. I'll definitely put him up there. I don't know about top two, but he's definitely up there. But also, he, he's never played in a back in a back four in his career. All his career has been playing in a back three. Only time he played back four is for Argentina. And yeah, he plays know, back. He plays back four for Argentina, isn't it? And as we know, international football is way much slower, less physical, and he has more time on the ball. But over the season, we'll see my agenda come to pass. He's not all that. But yeah, Spurs absolutely crap. Let, nah, let, let's crap. see because he, I think he started the season well. He wasn't he wasn't that bad today. Um, nah, but He's Spurs were, Spurs were poor. Spurs were yeah, very very, very 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 poor. Like they they, they barely created. They barely from, created the from, front three from were poor. They they all they all got dealt with by Chelsea's defenders. It was it was a very poor big game performance. I think they only had. What fifty minutes? Whether they played well, the five minutes at the start, and then when Conte switched system, but when Tuchel switched system back, Spurs had no answer. They need to, they need to do better. Let's see. To be fair, because at the end of the day, it's still only game week two, so that's why this result for them is good because they need to improve. But Conte will know that. Yeah, Chelsea. I'm say um that midfield two of Jorginho and Conte got through the work today. They were for the best team from start to finish. Pin Spurs back, crowded out the midfield. Spurs couldn't find the out ball for Kane, Son, and, for Kane and Son. Goldberg, like, if you just tell Spurs what Spurs are trying to do, just hit Chelsea on the counter, get it to Kane and Son. And as we know, it's, it's the most obvious tactic. And Tuchel has really given Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool the blueprint on how to beat a Conte team. Crowd out the middle, stop that ball into Kane and Son. And Spurs will struggle to create and also prevent their win backs from getting the crosses in. But the thing is, it's definitely a blueprint. But one thing, like we said, everything you've just described, Chelsea's midfielders were brilliant today. Chelsea's wing backs were brilliant today. Chelsea's defense were brilliant today. So for you to beat the system, your team has to be brilliant because stopping Kane and Son isn't easy. They're world class players. It's not easy. And even, even at them, we'll talk about how crap they are. At the start, if Kulusevski puts in a better ball, Son is one on one. Kane had a one on one. So you can stop them all you like. They're still going to have chances and you can be giving these world class players chances. That's why Spurs will always be an issue. Always. Because even though Chelsea were Chelsea were good, they created openings, but apart from the Havertz chance, the Sterling chance to an extent, they didn't create many chances where you said yes, they have to put that in the back of the net. They created openings, so 
Let's see. Let's see. But Ch- Ch- it's going to be peak for Chelsea because now Kante is off with an injury. Kovacic is injury prone. Jorginho, we've seen from experience, he can't give that performance week in, week out. And Gallagher, he needs to become better technically very quickly. Otherwise, Chelsea might have like, an issue. Or trust long to like, cheek. I'm going to like Gallagher, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a genie by Northern region. Like, that's it. He's a genie by Northern region. And two, if Chelsea is impressed that Chelsea grabbed the young, especially with Kante's um, injury record, they need that extra midfielder in there. And the young fits to both of them. But yeah, Chelsea going forward, they need goals. They need goals. Otherwise, that could potentially hinder their top four chances. I'll be watching. I'll be watching Chelsea attacking wise closely this season because this is what Tuchel's second full season. But even in yeah. his time here, his forwards have not been scoring goals consistently. You can say what you want about the forwards, but that's a consistent pattern with everyone that's been in that front three. So Havertz, he needs to start finishing his dinner. Same with Sterling. Mount needs to chip in with a lot more goals spread out across the season. But now nah, let's see. Let's let's see what Chelsea do. They it's de- they're definitely going to be there thereabouts. Um, I don't think you can rule them out for anything. But like you right, keep on right. saying, private. Four, four, yeah. Um, yeah. Fourth and fifth. Yeah. Yeah. And also, what I'm say is that fourth and fifth will definitely break seventy points this season if the quality is consistent across the season in terms of performances and attacking output. Fourth and fifth will definitely break seventy points, and I think that'll be the first time since two thousand and eighteen, nineteen that. Fourth and fifth broke 70 points. I don't know what happened in 18, 19, but the last time I remember was 16, 17 when we first came fourth. But let's see. 18, 19, Arsenal came fifth with 71 points. Spurs came fourth with 72, 73 points. Well, let's see if that happens. They need to keep up good consistency. Um, The commentator mentioned something today. Chelsea won eight out of the first 10 games. Let's see if they can do that this season. Also didn't start that great in the first 10 games. I feel like having a good start is very key for... Oh, imperative, imperative. So, let, so let's let's see what happens. Chelsea are two for two. Spurs have four from six. You have six from six. So those are good starts. But only game week two. So let's see. Chelsea, Chelsea are four from six, G. Oh, yeah, they are four from six. Yeah, Chelsea four yeah. from six. Spurs four yeah. from six. You're six from six. Also, Spurs, going forward, they need Kane and Son to be fit and firing all season. Like it doesn't matter that Richarlison is an option off the bench, they need Ken and Stone fit because they don't need more than two or three chances to score, ideally. And if one of them goes down, it will be a problem for Spurs. And also they need the playmaker, man. Because sooner or later I would expect teams in the league to clock on. But as I said, September first, we'll have a clearer picture, especially after the first five games are played. We have a clearer picture, but Teams can clock on. Chelsea clocked on today. You give Kane half a chance in the 95th minute. He's going to score. So let's see. As long as they have one of them, I think they should be fine because Kulisewski and Richarlison will chip in here and there. Also, can can we come on on Kulisewski? When there's no space in the game, he struggles to get into the game. When there's no space to run into, that's that's the aspect of his game he needs to work on. Because today he was in the periphery. He he definitely was... um, at the start, he gave a really poor pass to Son. That should have been better. But now, today wasn't a great game from Kulisevsky. Um, but he'll he go back like to the drawing if you would. It seems like if you, if you mark him tightly, you can't do anything. Especially when you negate the space that you can work in. But 
that's 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 one that's something interesting to look out for going forward. How teams defend against Kozlowski, especially. And let's see if he can become better. If he can become better at playing that against it, because this is what since he's come his first the first real time he's come up against a team that does this to him. So let's yeah, see. But Burnley did it to him in the one 0 game when they got that penalty. Burnley negated the space that he got. Oh yeah, yeah. So let's let's see let's see that's. It's a pattern that he's well, but let's see if he if he can do well against it for the rest of the season. But uh, now nah, it was a good game. It was a good way to end the Sunday. But what was an even better way to end the day was United getting slapped four 0 by Brentford. I didn't think United were going to win. Most predictable result. I'll say most predictable in terms of them losing, but I don't think them conceding four in half an hour or whatever it was. That 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 was just a capitulation of the highest order. Before we get on to United, because I don't want to do a disservice to Brentford. Brentford, they were they tactically outclassed Manchester United. Everything they did Thomas in the Frank fr- outclassed Ten Hag. Let's, let's, let's keep let's make it clear. Thomas Frank outclassed Ten Hag from start to finish. From start to finish, and the the funny thing is when he described what the game plan was. You can say it's simple, but it was key weaknesses in the United team that were very evident from the start of the season. Yeah. Press them high. Fans, yes, which their fans don't seem to want to accept, especially the hair. Some still think the hair is a good keeper. and yeah. I think it's, it's some still think it, but I think the people that think it is now becoming the minority. More people are waking up, but press United high, they can build up. It was bait with the hair. Um, they don't have a deal that can drop. They can drop in, go long to Martinez. I don't, people people might say they haven't seen anyone dunk on him the way Mitrovic dunked on Trent. But the thing is, that's not even the point. You can clip the it's ball the to that. confidence attackers get. It's a confidence and also the fact that you can clip the ball into that area and attackers know they can go up for a ball and they're winning it nine times out of ten. Brentford did it. That's how they got forward. Um, Brighton did it. That's how they got forward. So... They target that, and when when it really mattered, quality in the final third, it was there. So, now, big up Brentford. That, that was very good. And I saw a tweet that said it's a big disservice to coaches like Potter and Frank when they say football was better back in the day. I'll say, obviously, mm-hmm. there was a period where the Premier League back in the late noughties was better than now. But there's some coaches now that shit on the coaches in the past, and Thomas Frank yeah. is definitely one of them. Also, the, the, the only mid-table team that would fit in in this current rendition of the Premiership would be some Allardyce Bolton. Now, they'll definitely do a thing. They'll definitely do a thing. Because because they, they had technique from the likes of Stelios, um, or culture from the early 2000s. Like, who were their technical players? They, they even had an Elka for, for a brief year and a half. Yeah, they so, did. So they were in, even, in this current rendition of the Premiership. Yeah. yeah. They'd fit right in. Now, therefore, but now back to the game. Now, Brent, Brentford yeah. were they, they were brilliant. And to be so fair, when push. I was watching Sky Sports and Match of the Day, I was happy that they actually praised them first because there's a lot of games we'll watch where United play poorly, they lose, and no credit is given to the opposition team. 100%. Yeah, but, but, but Brentford, the crazy is that it was so obvious what was going to happen. It played out just as people would thought it would. So it's just 
weird how Ten Hag couldn't see how he was setting up. Playing, he was playing six. It was, it was Fred who was playing six yesterday. Fred was playing six, but it was Ericsson who was actually on the, like, in terms of what you saw on the pitch, it was Ericsson who was, like, dropping deep to try and build up. And I, I think that's the complete wrong thing to do. Honestly speaking, that's the goal. Ericsson shouldn't be dropping deep between the centre backs so you try and start start attack. So Brett played into Brentford's hands, and there are huge problems with Manchester United. Forget the stadium that needs redevelopment or Glazers taking dividends like as Neville and uh, Rio want to pay attention to. The quality on the pitch is poor. And if I asked you right now, who on that? That started on Saturday. Do you think deserves to start in eighteen months' time? Would you, could you say anyone? No, no one. Because it was crazy when when Ragnick was saying they need ten new players. United fans were like, rebuild all this rebuild stuff. Taking more than a year or two is bullshit. All you need is two, three good players here and a competent coach, and you're good to go. Like, how deluded can one fan base be? Ragnick said ten new players, and and Ten Hag also believed the notion that they only need a couple of players and some coaching, and they'll be fine. And he's getting caned, absolutely caned by the league. Also, Ten Hag has been very, very naive. Very, very naive. Very, naive. Like, very like, naive. Not even set like, up yet yeah, how he's just built his squad for the season. There's something that, you know, he, he seems to accept that his team is inferior to most teams in the league, tactically and physically. So what you should do, go 4-2-3-1 and play on the counter until he gets the right pieces and to start building up from the back and all that jazz. Because I'll for the first... 12 months, played a rigid 4-3-4-3, suffer ball, got some results, and eventually got found out. But for, for United right now, because they have ball strikers up top and somebody can make something happen out of nothing in, in, in the mode of Bruno Fernandes, he should really go 4-3-1, keep it tight, four, two backs or four off the ball and play on the counter. That's how we get results. If you continues this way, I don't see where United get results in the next eight games. I honestly think if he continues this way, he might get sacked. Not because I feel like he's a poor coach. I just feel like the beatings are going to be peak. Like, <laughs> no, I really think that United will suffer <laughs> some four, fives, and six zeros. And no matter how much you say trust the process, you cannot face a co- you can't face your club losing that many times. Because uh... say, say say what you want, David De Gea. We're just we're just seeing a decline of a former great. In terms of right back, they have a guy who's been second choice right back for what three, four years. They even sent him out on loan. Now he's your starting right back, and it's not as if he was absolutely amazing. I'm, I'm gonna lie, Wambisaka is better than the law. At least Wambisaka can defend. Small, small. I, th- I think I think they're as bad as each other. To be honest, <laughs> that that definitely needs to be improved. Like if you go through the whole squad, it's just it's amazing how the spine of that squad is the same and. That was the issue with the squad. McTominay playing. You have youngsters play them because at the end of the day, you're not going to make top four playing like this. You're really also, not. Also, what's crazy, how could have saved himself a lot of time and money if he just trusted Dean Henderson instead of coming in straight away and trusting the hair? What was he expecting different? I'm sure he's he watched the tapes of the hair for the past two seasons. Now, was he expecting a, a, the same guy who Luis Enrique dropped because he's... he's incapable of adapting his game and like right now it's very, it's very hard to have sympathy for Ten Hag especially when he, he also was part of the binning of Ragnick because if he put his foot down and said I want to keep Ragnick around for the first window just to help me f- 
phase myself in, help him with targets. He was he was in support of um Gerinda Ragnick, which was which is a a bad like everyone knew it was gonna be a big mistake. Then from Ten Hag, it's, now it's come, looking worse as the weeks yeah. go on. They're getting and, rid of Ragnick. And, and Ten Hag doesn't know his way around the market. He's just targeting former players, players that have worked with Steve McLaren before, or players that he's familiar with. It's just lacks creativity. And honestly, I'm not I, I'm not gonna give him any leeway because he's an experienced coach and he should he should know better. Should know better because We've seen Arteta get hounded for, for making mistakes, even though he was a rookie. We need to keep the same energy for Ten Hag, man. Like he's taking a mick. Now he 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 definitely needs to get hounded, and that's why I, that's why I'm saying now that if he continues playing the way he's playing, he will get sacked because the pressure will come come on him. You can also, say time, time, all you want, but when yeah, you get yeah. slapped, you don't get time. You, yeah, you just especially with fans in stadiums now. This is a COVID season where exactly where it's just those. social media. Yeah, but. Look, moving forward, I feel like with United, we're going to be laughing at them. We're going to be smoking that loud United pack for the rest yeah, of the season. Because that Fergie pack. That Fergie, the Fergie pack, pack now. Nah, because, because now nah, they're crap. Getting in Sancho is moving crap. Did you see, who's that rapper that got onto Sancho? Um, Scorcher. Scorcher. He's, what he's saying at the moment is right. We need to be honest. We need to have an honest conversation about Jaden Sancho. What I'm going to do, though, what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait till after the World Cup to proper dissect Sancho. I'll give him time to redeem himself because I give everyone time. He's but not going to World Cup, bro. No, no, no. I'm not talking. I mean, after the World Cup, as in like period of time, because yeah, once but, World yeah, Cup is wait, 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 wait. There's 16 games to be played before the World Cup starts. Two is 16 games. Gone, so it's 14. Yeah, 14. Now. There's 14 game weeks left to the World Cup. If he doesn't do anything in those 14 weeks, how do you think, what do you think he's doing in, in the next 22 or when the league starts? That's why I said football. after that's why I said after the World Cup, after the World Cup, because and after the World Cup, I'm going to be getting on to some people. I wrote a list on our Twitter, people have seen it. And Sancho's one player that I'm watching closely because it's not looking good for him, bro. It's not looking like, good. He can't for him. be a man, has no burst. Like he, he he's he's so limited. Like he's, people are saying he's, he's very, very are, limited. People are saying that he's a victim of the system, but he, nah, he chose not, United. Is his career like he didn't know that United was a mess and was, and was a poor tactical fit to hide his deficiencies? It's not even that. I hate, when people, I hate when people say that because in some cases I hear it. But the thing is, even Rashford, as much as you get onto Rashford in both games, or at least two, three times in each game where he did something threatening, where he yeah. got the ball, ran at someone, and then played the ball across and they had to clear it. Like he did something threatening. So you know with Rashford, once he gets his confidence back and the coach should actually be like, yo, bro, this is what you need to do. You know that he can be a threat at some point down the line. With Jaden Sancho, you're not seeing any of that at the moment. You're really not. So I'm watching him closely, bro. I'm watching him very, very closely. Oh, like he's a flop. Like he's gonna be on loan to a, to Everton or Southampton in a few years, man. I don't think he's making the World Cup squad if Southgate picks it on merit. Oh, he's not been caught up to the last three squads, fam. So he, he's nowhere near in Southgate's thinking. So unless unless he does something in the first fourteen, in the next fourteen game weeks, for me, Sancho has just been another high money flop, and it's it's peak hype. Hype. Remember the higher ceiling argument. Sancho is better than Saka because there's a higher ceiling, and look and look what's happening now, fam. Outperformed by Saka for the past year. Now he he's, he def, he definitely is being out for form. But now United, now this 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 pack I'm loving it. I'm absolutely yeah. This this Fergie pack is loud, fam. Now before loud. we move on, there's another there's another player that I really want to get onto, Bruno 
Fernandez. The reason why I want it because I feel like whenever people say, "Oh, football is falling off," sometimes I bat that away. But when I knew that they might be right was when we were calling players like Bruno Walcross. A player like Bruno, no offense, cannot be world class until he changes the way he plays football. He's or, 28, bro. Like, or nothing, his success rate increases. So, like you said, nothing is changes. Then his success rate needs to increase because all this trying to find a pass that's not there and moaning and putting your hands up is absolutely disgraceful. But United extended his contract. Another, another poor decision from the higher ups. But it is what it is. He's not world class. Never has been. Uh, Don't think he also, ever will be. Also, can, can we touch on the the, the, the how diabolical uh, Gary Neville is as a pundit? Because he never ever wants to address the problem. Starts before the season started. You see the rubbish was chatting about how United are better than Arsenal. It was going to take United be having a bad season for Arsenal to to have a good season. Two games in, he's already bitching about the Glazers. Glazers, Glazers are a problem. Boy, like the one saying that last summer when they were saying title contenders, when the Glazers brought back Ronaldo, Champions League Varane, bought Sancho, is that it seems like this this fan base likes to flex into Glazers here when things go wrong. What about Europa League? Hierarchy? Europa League Varane is somebody that I'm keeping my eye on. I, I don't want to change the subject, but I just want to put that out there. Europa League Varane, my eyes on you because La, what's this? Lissandra Lannister displaced you. A lot of people are keeping very quiet about that fact, but continue. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like like Gary Neville has this has has this thing. United United legends in general. This includes Real Ferdinand, that 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 prat. Like before the season starts, they're all loud, lippy, talking rubbish on other teams. They, they, they talk like United are, 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 are some good team. Like right now, United aren't even safe in sixth place. They're not even safe in sixth place. Like United are in danger of coming between eighth and twelfth place. Absolutely crap team, and it's the hubris of their of their club legends on TV, which makes it even sweeter that, that they're shit, because they can talk rubbish one week and it gets and it gets debunked the following game week immediately, immediately. Like it, it gets debunked on the pitch, on social media, on podcasts. Everybody knows, apart from the people who are paid to talk about them, and it's sweet, bro, and it's sweet. But bro, I feel like I feel like we're getting a bit too high off the United pack. We need let let's let's move on. Let's move on to something that made you smile this weekend. How was the oh, Arsenal yeah. game? Because you were there, innit? No, I, 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 I couldn't get to the game, so I had to watch it online. But but even ah, online, okay. Okay, even okay. online, yeah, great game, start to finish. The the main takeaway is we're creating copious amount of chances. Like remember last season, I said yeah, we need to be creating two to three big chances a game. Now chance creation is not a problem because we have a striker that moves. Like uh, Tammy, yeah, we're, yeah, we're but, seeing the gap. We're seeing the Gabby Jesus that we saw in clips before he came to City. Yeah. We're seeing the Gabby Jesus playing with freedom. We're seeing a Gabby Jesus who feels like the man. Yeah. Even so, he, I saw an interview that he says, like, this is the real Gabby. And, bro, he's he's moving. With, the thing is, his first goal, to do that with zero backlift, the technique you must have. He did. There was one run he had down the right way he fizzed across yeah. the box the way he turned Evans it's as if once once oh, yeah. the guy gets into the final third dangerous and he and he runs at you something is gonna happen oh, and, I was and, impressed with how strong he is in link up play Ramsdale played a long ball into him against Evans pinned, yeah he just pinned yeah. him spun him and it wasn't for Ndidi yeah first half hat trick game set match done but yeah man like 
that one thing I want to point out was the excuses people were making for Alba last season, saying, oh, we're not creating enough chances. But I said, Alba doesn't move at all anymore. He does not press his opposition defender. He does not get in behind anymore. He doesn't make any runs. He's quite static. And people were, 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 were shitting on the system, saying, oh, we don't create enough for him. Look how much better we're looking at the final third of Jesus because he drags defenders away. He can drop deep and get back into the box. Like He's always alert, always ready on the move. And he's bringing the best out of Marcelino as well, which I'll touch on later. But yeah, man, I'm quite happy for Jesus. And if he continues this way, he should easily grab 18 league goals. Easily, if he continues in this trajectory. But it seems yeah, like... Yeah, 100%. Also, it seems that home games will be very potent for us. And then big away games, he also necessarily that doesn't have to score, but he'll, con- he'll contribute in other ways. Who's your first big away game against? Uh, United. So, I don't know about that one. Let's that let, one... Let, let, let's see what happens. But in big away games, that's what he has to do. Yeah. He, 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 he has to. I'm not saying he has to be like how he... That's fair. Emirates. He's done, for, he's done it for City. He's done it for City against Chelsea, against Liverpool, and he's done it against United to, 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 to turn effect. Just that I mean, United is the only big six team he hasn't scored against. So hopefully that changes come September first. Exactly. So he 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 needs to be doing. He needs not even big away games, just away games in general. So let's see because now it was very impressive. You it looked like every time you guys got forward, yeah, we scoring. You know, your scoring or a chance was going to be created. Martinelli as well. He was somebody on that list that I put. He started the season very yeah, well. I feel like two. the problem with... For me, it's not even the stats because I feel like that was always going to come. His decision-making is becoming a lot better. And that was his main issue. So if he continues this trajectory, he he he's going to be a top player because he started off the season very well. He was very Hungry. good last, last season. He had against Trent causing problems, against Cancelo causing problems. And now for Fana, who because of the cost of living crisis is worth 80 million pounds. 85. 85, random ragged. So now it's, your, your front three is looking good because the funny thing is the person who was carrying your team last year, Saka, Saka. hasn't hasn't really started the season well. What? Yes, yes, he's had glimpses. He's been creating chances. But when I mean well, I mean like being a constant threat that he yeah. was. Yeah, it was crazy. It's calm. It's yeah, calm. It, but... He's 20. Also, last season, if Saka had a bad game, we weren't scoring. Now, Saka can have an off day and you've got Martinelli, you've got Jesus to do a thing. Even then, Ketya is contributing. Off the, off the bench, Ketya could have grabbed a brace if it wasn't for Leicester's keeper. So right now, the attack is fluid. The depth is good. Hopefully we can get an extra winger, but Vieira can cover that right wing. But yeah, man, the attack is looking good, man. We're creating lots of chances. And also, as we said before, goals is what gets you top four. Goals. And as long as we blow teams away at home, we'll be fine. And, and, we can, and if we can translate that to nine to, to ten away wins, we're, we're, we're good to go. Also, one thing, but, 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 to, but to, to the negatives here, the one thing that concerns me right now is how we don't control games well enough when we're on top because yeah, Leicester that's, shouldn't, that's, have, shouldn't that's, have got two goals. Like, Leicester got two goals here with an XG less than one. Like, that should not be happening. But you remember what I said last week? You're definitely conceding because that's an issue you have. Even against Crystal Palace, you yeah. let them get into the games due to silly mistakes, due to players not winning duels. And that was an issue that didn't get you top four. And I feel like this season, you're going to lose games that we don't expect you to lose. That is going to happen this season. The only yeah. thing you need to do is make if sure it, it doesn't happen a lot. That's oh, what yeah. you need to make yeah. sure that happens. Yeah. 
if you're going for top four, yeah, like no one's expecting you to be perfect every game, and you are going to have those off days. Because right now, we're, we're not we're not at that, at that title challenge level yet, anyway. So it's expected to have those games away from home, regardless, anyway. But the main thing is when we're on top, because at two and after half time, yeah, there was no need for, for parties to be trying extravagant passes in between the lines, which could be intercepted. He should just like this one thing that yeah, yeah. It's simple. It's a, slow the game down. And just for straight the hell out of the opposition. Like that's that's one thing Roger does better than part than party. Roger will get the ball, stroke it sideways, you touch, I touch, you touch, I touch, slows the game down dead. Then he'll play into the, the attacking midfielder and then we we'll proceed from there. But party's always looking for that one pass in behind, and that's we lose control in games unnecessarily, and which is that's, very annoying. that's why I told you in the at the Emirates he's not top two in the Prem, bro. Because I don't, I don't, he's he, been he, he, he top two. Yeah, he's, been, he, he's had games like that and he needs to, he just needs to cut that out because if he's not do, at his best you can't you can't you you just be exposed and yeah. things will happen also secondly madison ghosted in behind him multiple times yesterday like yeah, yeah. Well, 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 it wasn't his best game it wasn't his best game but it was made how how his poor passing was putting us under, under pressure man and that's one for me to cut out if, if, if we're going to have a, a comfy top four race, we need to cut out those te- technical mistakes when we're on top. It's, like, it's even frustrating when you know that if you just control the game, it would be an easy walk in the park. As you know, in the Premiership year, as long as you control the ball, control territory, the game is going to be easy nine times out of ten. I and, think that's the case in, in, in most leagues. It's definitely yeah, the case. It, yeah, because, because yesterday should have been a 4-0 comfy win. It should have been 4-2. 4-2 flat as Leicester. So, 4-2 yeah. death of Flyers Leicester yeah. and the thing is was 3-2 at a case the thing that saved you guys is you guys scored straight after they scored yeah. their goal that's one thing we've improved on for last season we respond quickly when opposition scored and yesterday we proved, we showed that very well Leicester made it 2-1 we go up the other end 3-1 to make it 3-2 Martelli goes out and makes it 4-2 and kills the game dead so hopefully you, need you can to continue that throughout the season where yeah scoring at decisive moments which we're doing we started doing right now so yeah man Moving forward, attack is firing nicely and no worries, no qualms right now. And even no with qualms, no, 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 no. A couple qualms I'm going to pick up. Firstly, I'm the firstly, attack. No, nah, no, calm, nah, calm. But firstly, you remember I said I have an agenda against one certain French Donny in your defense. So what, 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 what's he doing heading into his own net? Too I blame Ramsdale for that lack of communication. If Ramsdale still stays on his line, yeah, you can let that head easily. I don't know why he came off his line. Oh, yeah, Ramsdale. That's what and, that, and that's another person I'm coming on to. I praise this guy a lot, but this guy is marrying a lot. Man got megged. He got megged. Like, that goal, even the Vardy thing, even though it wasn't a penalty, there was no need for him to be there. Yeah, like, like the one, one problem I have with Ramsdale is his concentration. We all know what a focus Ramsdale can do in his first 19 games. We all know what a focus Ramsdale can do on point, minimal mistakes, and does his job. But his concentration levels is quite diabolical, fam. Like, like he's been more focused, man. That, that Saliba on goal, yeah. Just trust Saliba, stay in your line. Saliba had that covered. So that, was a, he was. that was the second time in as many, in in a short space of time that he was coming out unnecessarily. He yeah, did that like end just, of the first, second half and so yeah. the first half. Just stay in your line. We, just trust your centre-backs. We need yeah, to watch that to see if the first 19 games was a purple patch or not. Yeah. We need to watch that this season because yeah. I'm seeing a bit too many mistakes. He didn't end the uh, season that well. He hasn't started the season this well. Uh, also, the Meg from Madison, yeah, he didn't he didn't set himself properly at all. He covered the far post. He covered the right post. So the only place Madison could go was through his legs and he left his legs exposed, man. Like, 
he used to improve the ASAP. Brad off is 24, young for a keeper, but you play for Arsenal, so the mistakes seem to be at a minimal. I'm not gonna lie, you play for a big club. If you play Under for more scrutiny, bro. Under yeah, more yeah, scrutiny at yeah, a big like, club, bro. Yeah, if, if you played in a in a distant league in league uh and you could make making those type of mistakes here, don't be under the microscope. We'll be singing his praises saying, Oh, what, what a great young keeper. But you play for Arsenal, mate. Like those mistakes need to be minimal, absolutely minimal. Because you can play up from the back very good, but concentrate. It's concentration levels here need work. Like if I'm his goalkeeping coach here, I'm gonna be in his ear. Like concentrate, stay focused. Like the best keepers don't need to be caught up all the time. It's what they do when there's that one shot the position has, and that's where he needs to improve. That's what Allison does very yeah. well. But yeah, but yeah, look, I, I've I, been saying Ramsdale needs to watch Allison tapes, essentially. At, at the end of the day, your problems at the moment are looking minimal. Let's see, yeah. you're, you're playing Bournemouth next, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, is that that's, home away? Away, that's another game I want to see us control better because. They're leaning from what is side. Uh, if we can't control that for 90 minutes here, then I'll be a bit more worried. But that, that's, that's another test. Because Bournemouth away from home ain't going to be easy. They're going to try and come out and play against us because... They're the, going to try and use the crowd as well. Yeah, but let, because... Let, let, let's, let's, let's see how you control that. Let's yeah, see. Yeah. It's, 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 we've seen loads of shocks. Um, not, not, every, every promoted side has a point. Nottingham no. Forest beat West Ham today. Uh, Bournemouth beat Villa uh, game, yeah. first game week. Fulham... Run Liverpool quite yeah. close, so yeah, let's so, see. We'll, but, we'll very good test, very very good test, very good test next week against Bournemouth. Definitely, definitely. But speaking of Liverpool, and I'm annoyed because it's gonna happen two weeks in a row. Well, played on a Monday, so we didn't play. But let's let's give the Palace game a preview because you you played them last week, so you saw them a lot more closely than me. And I obviously watched Liverpool as they did. Yeah, but you guys always dispatch with Chris. You're the only team in in the league, the only top six team in the league, yeah, which dispatch of Palace. With ease, home and away. I I don't know why, but they can't seem to lay glove on you guys. Yeah, we scored six goals past them last season. We scored oh, nine five. goals. Oh, actually, six. Yeah, six goals. Three one. Six. We know. Yeah. Three one. Three. You know, we scored nine the season before. Um. Yeah. Ever since they that team, we lost to them in 2017. We've been dispatching of Palace. People always seem to think that our bogey team. I get that we have a lot of history with Palace. But we do dispatch of uh, Palace easily. I, I want it to be an easy game. I want it to be a, a game where people have switched it off after 60 minutes because it was so boring. That's what I want from Liverpool. Yeah. Um, With the crowd. Exactly. Night you, 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 you suffocate Palace. They won't be able to play their high-energy game as, as, as they would like. You guys will nullify them pretty well. It's just like, you guys. when you guys come together, yeah, you just neutralise Palace's Game game planning and, and threats quite easily. So straightforward three to win in my opinion. Nunes will back, ag- back again as well. I I think he will. But and the thing is, even if it doesn't go our way, I don't want any excuses in terms of we didn't have a midfielder injury. Yeah. The squad that we have now is good enough should to dispatch of Palace. Yeah. So just yeah. putting that out there now that no no excuses will be will be. Oh. Will be tolerated. It needs to be. We need to dispatch of them, and I'm looking forward to the game because I hope we dispatch of them, and then we go into the United game with confidence. Because what we did to them last season, for me, needs to be the base for the Monday game. We need to go there with the aim of scoring four in the first half and embarrassing United in ten half. We need to. Is that the OT? It's our OT. You don't get many chances to pop United five no at OT back to back. 
No one has done that in our lifetime. And we have the opportunity to do it. I want us to do it. But before we do it, we need to dispatch of Crystal Palace. Mm. So now let's let let's let's see what happens on the on the Monday night football. But uh away from the Prem, the European well, the French league started last week, but the European season has truly started this week. But PSG so far, they're looking hella impressive. Gautier with the three at the back system, seems to be getting the best out of his front three. Yes, everyone saw that clip of Mbappe moving pe- petulant, and he needs to cut that out. But yeah. for the rest of the game, the front three were dangerous. But, bro, the person that I'm thinking, raw Neymar, he has started this season on fire. And with the World Cup in December... He's loading. He's loading. He, he, he might be giving us his last Ballon d'Or, yeah. And, for, bro... He didn't make the top 30. He didn't make the top 30, and I hope that I heard him because, bro, Neymar is a baller, and Neymar is a player that we everyone thought after Messi and Ronaldo, he'll win the Ballon d'Or, yeah. and, and it hasn't been him. It was Luka Modric in 2018, and it's going to be Benzema Benz. this, year, this year. So, PSG, they're, they're, they're impressing me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, they're playing some, it's just the way they're playing football. They're playing some amazing football. That's the best football I've seen PSG play since Laurent Blanc, yeah, yeah, since Laurent Blanc, yeah, since, yeah. since they had the likes of Thiago Mota, Pastore, bro, yeah. it's, it's because they have they've managed to find a way where the front three are close together, don't don't need to do that much work, and they have depth in midfield, so they're not relying on Verratti. Oh, yeah. They'd have Ruiz, Pitinha, Verratti, Sancho, Sanchez, Sanchez, uh, Sanchez yeah, they have, yeah, they have four very good midfielders. Which they can rotate and play more combinations with. Yeah, the wing like, the, the wing backs are started with Nuno Menge and Hakimi. Yeah, and the, and the amazing thing about the recruitment is the buying players of the right ages. So it's not as if yeah, a right profile as well. Right profile. So a lot of twenty five and young and under players, which also, is what you need for a team that's up and coming. Also, I'll say again, this is what was Leonardo doing for almost ten years. That's one thing I don't understand. Like I, I don't know so how what the solutions were. Like, for me, I, for me, it wasn't even. It was obvious what the solutions were. It was obvious that he was incompetent at his job, and the fact that he was allowed to continue for so long. Say what you want about Mbappe's contract. Say what you want about him being the GM. The best thing that has come out of his contract is not actually him staying. It's the fact that Leonardo has gone and Campos has come in. Because I'm pretty sure that was part of his contract, or that's what has been reported. Even though I yeah. don't believe a lot of what's yeah. been reported. Yeah. That's, and 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 now they're buying into the French market, signing local players. Ekite. They bought they bought Sandra and yeah, and Akite, which is going to be the same as Mbappe. It's a it's a one year loan, and then they'll buy him the next season. Yeah. And Mbappe is the last player they bought from the French league, and look at how he turned out. There's a lot of talent and players of the right profile to succeed in that league, and it yeah. looks like they're finally tapping it. And let's see what they do in the Champions League. I know every year they're always amongst the favorites, but. This is one of the few times the science have looked positive for them. Yeah, also, Ramos being fit for the knockout stages it will be imperative for PSG. Very, very imperative. Because he'll be that, that, that cool head in those high-pressure moments where 15, 20 minutes, you just need to keep it tight and just weather the storm. He'll be very important in those moments. He, he can do for PSG what Thiago Silva did for Chelsea. Yeah. So I, I hope he does it because that'll be so legendary. Him being important for the four out of the five Champions Leagues that Real Madrid won, four out of the six, rather, they just yeah. won the one last year, and then winning it at PSG. I think 
out of the whole Barcelona and Real Madrid dynasty, I don't think there's many players who have left, gone to another club and won the Champions League there as well, if yeah. any. So yeah, that'll be legendary. But now nah, let's see. I, f- I feel like PSG, they've been impressing me. But yeah. we touched on it briefly. The Ballon d'Or, do you think it's time for us to just stop taking that seriously? Because the top 30 list, firstly, Luis Diaz, there was no reason for him to be there. There was no Rodri, who's arguably the best defensive midfielder in the world. No Alisson. No Alisson, who's arguably the best goalkeeper in the world. Like, he's not arguably, he's the best midfielder in the world. Uh, no, Alisson, yeah. best goalkeeper, and then yeah, Rodri, yeah. DM. But it, it, it's just it's just becoming a joke, because you just look at it, you're just thinking, even last year, Simon Kier was there. Even though I'm not, I'm not trying to throw what he did in the whole Ericsson um, situation, but that doesn't mean that you should be nominated as the top 30 best player in the world. Yeah, I just got the, nominated. Uh, I think he got nominated because of um, his Champions League exploits. But I feel like now it's not even like a best player award. It's like good stats award like, or something. Who's having a good season for that year? Who's popping? Ooh, like, yeah. who's, who's having the best highlight roles? Who like, had the best, fast, man. Who had the best? Uh, who had the most purple cards on FIFA? Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna stop taking that award serious. I might just look at the top three, top ten, see if they got it just about right. But even at then, no Allison, the, no Rodri. The, I don't think I can agree with the top ten without those two players personally. The best way to make the Ballon d'Or much more prestigious is stop the thirty nominations. Just do the ten, the first ten. When it, when yeah, truly. There's, there's only for 30 nominations. It should be 10 nominations. Top three go into the final and you take it from there. But And then we have a gala and then also um, the, the team of the year. So I just, it's, yeah, like I said, I'm going to stop taking it serious because I feel like we've come to an era where these awards are not for the best players. It's for who is the best in a good performing team. And that's not how football should be judged personally. Just, just, just my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Champions League, uh, back to Champions League, yeah. Who, who is your favourites? Like, oh, Romja, Romja are definitely there because just the, the experience, the aura. The experience, the aura, and I always feel like a team that's won is always amongst the favourites. Yeah. Um, they've improved their midfield, so they have midfield options. So they're definitely there. Um, Benzema and Vinny have to stay fit. I feel like if one of them go down, it might unravel. Um, because the options off the bench is not the best. Uh, I feel like th- three out of the four English teams are there. So Spurs are not there. The other three, yeah. I, feel, I feel like it's enough said. Three of them have been in the last two finals. So I feel like that's enough said. PSG, we've already mentioned them. But I also think Bayern will be a problem this year. I feel like Nagelsmann is a good coach. And it was yeah. a coach that liked a flu- fluid team. And with Lewandowski yeah. gone and Mane there, he can cause a lot of teams' oh, yeah. problems because he's very tactically flexible. Like, isn't Mane playing as a forward for them? Yeah, they're, they're, they're playing the Ragnar formation, so 4 2 2 2. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Have a second striker, isn't it? Uh, no, uh, Thomas, Muller, uh, Thomas Muller and then uh, Musiala and Joshua Kimmich. So Musiala, like, he plays in like the left half space, but. And, that's the team they played. They have Sabitzer that can come off the bench. Graven Birch as well. Um, they just signed the leg to Pramacano. Yeah, but like... that, it, the, the defense will, will 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 lead them on start though because they licked in. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I feel like that 
that's what needs to happen. For them to win, they need to have a season like Eden Militar had last season, a breakthrough season where they say, like, no, I'm not a rash player. I can, I, I'm actually showing my talent, my concentration is there. So for me, I don't have any favourites because I don't think any team is clear at the minute. I feel like yeah. those group of teams, I feel like if they play each other, it will be a close tie. So yeah, those are my. Yeah. I can't see a win out outside those teams personally. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Unless someone has a amazing season like Porto in all four or, or Monaco doing Monaco. Well, one one of these teams need amazing coaches. So uh, Simeone Inzaghi needs to step up. Um, Allegri, I don't really trust. Pioli needs to step up. So now let's see. But now th- this has been another episode of views from the box. Stay tuned this week because the rebrand is going to be finalized. Take care.